are we really still doing your husband's gay rumors? Like, are we really still doing that? I thought we'd moved on, but alas, it's a housewife's trope that we have to dig up every so many years on different franchises. It's a little silly, a little problematic, but here we are. Anyway, welcome back to She Speaks Bravo. If you are new here, consider subscribing, following along. I'm like your kind of crazy friend that does nothing but watch TV and talk about it, overanalyze it. So join me. But let's get into Salt Lake City because it was another wild ass episode per usual. The first thing I need to touch on, though, you know, I love Melissa Barlow, but the fact that she got banned from a tanning salon she'd been going to for eight years and it was an email from corporate, she had to have been verbally abusive. And that worries me. That makes me fear, that makes me fearful that she's actually like, kind of shitty. And anyone out there who's like, I've hated Lisa Barlow from the beginning. Thank God you've come around. I don't hate her yet. I just know having worked in customer service, if this is a longtime customer, a rich ass customer, they're, they, she did something. She did. And she was like smiling as she told the story. I'm like, okay. They take this picture in this machine where it analyzes your skin and of course, it, it's going to see everything. But Lisa, as she refers to it, that machine is just rude. I want that. I want to know what's going on. But Lisa is throwing a Vita tequila party and she is inviting Monica. And her reasoning is if I don't invite her, she'll just say something like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a part of your 1%. What I love so much about Monica accusing Lisa of being materialistic is how materialistic Lisa sounds when she defends herself. It's like she's totally earnest. But I'm like, you're you're proving the point. Do you not know what the 1% is? Do you not know that's like a thing? No? Okay. Whitney and Monica, they meet for lunch. And actually, I, well, Monica's dog got out while they were in Palm Springs. Thank God they found that dog. I would not have been able to get over it. I hate that that happened. That poor dog. The poor family. Oh my God. So much stress. But anyway, Monica mentions that she's going to go to Lisa's party. So she thinks they're good. We're good, right? But Whitney's like, yeah, maybe it's a good opportunity if you want to clear the air. And Monica goes, do I need to clear the air? Girl. Girl. You called her a piece of shit, whether it was in Portuguese or not. Whitney says she thinks actually that her, her and Monica, they, we have a lot in common, we do here. However, the trip gave me pause. Monica's like, oh, well, according to me, if you're a friend, I will call you out. Just like you're calling me out right now, Whitney. And I, I get that. I do. I get that. 100%. This is not the real world, though. This is housewives. And time and time again, we see it where a housewife comes in as a friend of someone's, but they're not like really, that's like a, a stretch to call them a friend. And that's clearly what Angie was to Monica. Because I think when, I think when Monica was, I'm sorry, Angie was on Watch What Happens Live, I think she said that she had met her one time. But I might be confusing stories. I was only half paying attention, you know, because Angie, whatever. 
But Whitney says that from her perspective, it looked like she was going against her two friends and sucking up to Heather and Meredith. And I was like, oh, she went there. Monica starts to get defensive and Whitney's like, I feel like you're getting defensive. I don't want you to get defensive. And when the way Monica goes, I am getting defensive, her face changed. She's like, I'm coming for – you're on my list. But Monica goes, maybe you're not used to dealing with someone like me. And she explains her reasoning for it. uh, But she ends her reasoning with saying that she thought Meredith needed someone to have her back in that moment. And Whitney, Whitney cannot, for the life of her, strategize and play a long game. She shows her cards always. She's just like, be careful. Be careful with Meredith. Like, just, just be careful, okay? You already have heard her. She's team Meredith. Like, just note that just note in your mind that she's team Meredith. Don't show your cards and warn her because you know she's going to go tell Meredith. Whitney, can you do anything right? Honestly, though. Monica, like, looks in the camera. She's like, what are you talking about? But he goes, uh, no, she told me at the airport that I know all this stuff about Angie and Dumbass Monica. She's like, well, was she saying it like in a nice way? I'm looking out for you. And Whitney goes, no, she gave me her very serious eye. And we all know what that looks. We know what that meant. We know exactly what that meant. Whitney ends her idiotic, whatever you want to call it, with she's done it to all of us. She'll do it to you. No, she's going to go tell Meredith this. God. Monica says that they've all heard, we've all heard stuff about each other. And Whitney goes, that doesn't make it true. Monica goes, well, sure. I, the fact that you, it just feels like she's still believing everything Jen Shaw told her. And that is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Whitney's like, I don't want to get involved in the Angie thing. Girl, you're talking about it on camera. You're involved. So. Stop. Monica asks if she's like, are you afraid of Meredith? And Whitney's like, no, absolutely not. I'm not afraid of Meredith. Uh, but I, I'm just tired of this toxic pattern. I am kind of too, because if you're going to say it, say it. You know, I don't like when they allude to something. You know, I know rumors. I've heard rumors about her. You know, just say it. Because then we're left to imagine. You know, it was, I don't mean to relitigate this, but it was like when Crystal was like Sutton said something very bad and it's the first thing we all and I can't I won't say it and then we find out it was the kids in the pool and we're like but what I was assuming she said the n-word you know don't make me imagine I'll go to the worst of places anyway next scene is Whitney presenting Justin with a going back to work cake with like a superman thing on it he says, I'm going to miss taking you guys to school, to the kids. And Whitney, like, shoots him a look. She goes, you're still going to be taking to school. Is this scene staged? It seemed it seemed odd. He looked confused, but she's like, you go back to work, and now everything is on my head again. Like, are you expecting me to take it all on? Because that's kind of the vibe. You're going back to the male-dominant role again. <laughs> what the fuck? I feel like she just wanted to say these lines. 
And she didn't alert Justin that this was happening. He's apparently not to be trusted in, in scripted scenes of Whitney's because she probably has tried that before and it didn't go so well. So she's like, I'm going to blindside him. I'm like, this. he hasn't even gone back to work yet. Bobby is turning 13, though. So this was the age where Whitney was, as she says in this, was having horrible things done to her and no one knew. So she might be triggered by that. Like, if you guys have been paying attention to my content, I'm obsessed with Teen Mom right now because I'm doing a whole Teen Mom journey for the first time. And Caitlin and Tyler on that show have a lot of trauma themselves. And when their oldest daughter is going to go to second grade, it really triggers Tyler because he was sexually abused in second grade. So maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. I can't really tell what that was. Anyway, we're going to move on to this awkward scene with Angie and Sean playing cards with Electra. And Angie does not look like she's ever done that before, as where Sean and Electra look like they've played this many times. Uh, but in Angie's confessional, she talks about how much of a team they've always been from the beginning. But then she does admit that she's so focused on her daughter that she forgets that she's a wife. And yep, that's a red flag. Also, the way they're doting on Electra, you know, it's or she is at least, like tucking her in, not paying any attention to Sean. Not great. Not great. Heather and her daughters go skiing. Now, I need to find out if Heather invented this hot cocoa trick with the snow. She seemed like so sure of herself, but it was it was effective her daughters were like ew mom don't make me do that but then they were like it's amazing if she just winged that well done but her kids are getting bullied at school some kid turned their chair around when one of them was giving a presentation um and then and so someone sent one of them or two of them cookies that said the c word on it oh if i was heather i would be so fucking pissed too oh my god the girls though they're not even phased are like it's kind of not a big deal we we have our friends those are losers anyway that we're never going to hang out with ever again anyway so which is nice to know that they're they don't seem scarred like when um when jennifer aiden's daughter i can't remember her name olivia the oldest had those mean bitches at school teasing her and making fun of her. Oh, I wanted to march my ass to New Jersey and sit at the lunch table and be like, who's got, who's got a thing to say, huh? They probably would have been mean to me and made me cry. Kids are cruel. Kids are cruel. Lisa's party. Okay. Her confessional is (laughs) so all the things that Monica's accusing her of. She's like, I work hard, and so the byproduct of working hard is money. Not always true. (laughs) Not always true. Okay. Lisa's like, I appreciate nice things. Thank God. Or Dolce and Gabbana wouldn't have any customers. (laughs) So it's like when Jill did that radio interview (laughs) where they basically – set her up to sound like an elitist out-of-touch idiot. And she was like totally unaware of what she was saying. She's like, yeah, what? I don't know. And then this is Lisa. This is Lisa. 
Meredith gives Angie a really funny greeting. When she comes in, it throws Angie off. She's just like, hi, Angie. And Angie's like, hi, Meredith. Like, She didn't see that coming. She didn't see that coming. Lisa gives a toast. Everyone, be who you are. Be who you want to be. I love all of you. I'm so glad you're here. Cheers. <laughs> be who you are from the Mormon. Monica goes up to the crepe line. And I got scared because Monica ordered a crepe. And then Lisa came up and grabbed a, a crepe. And I was like, oh, is she taking Monica's crepe? We're never going to hear the end of this. But no, that wasn't the case because Monica would have screamed at her. Monica's like, I'm happy. Thank you. And Lisa's like, that's good. I like when you're happy, Monica. I don't like the other Monica. But then this is why I like Lisa. Okay. She just jumps right into it. She absolutely belabors a point for sure, but she she's not afraid to have the conversation. And she's like, I was a little bugged that you called me materialistic. And Monica's like, I had to do a prickly, acting like that's all she said, that she was just like, one time at the dinner table, I said, you're a little prickly. Here's my prickly for you. You're materialistic. No, no. Lisa's like, um, you called me a piece of shit. And then it was where she goes, read the room. Everyone here is materialistic. Balmain, Valentino. But then Monica goes, guess what? Zara, Steve, Madden. I'm like, but that's because unfortunately you've already admitted that you're like among people richer than you and it's intimidating or something. You know, like what is she supposed to do? But Lisa's answer is perfect. She goes, and that works for you. <laughs> that's what <I> <laughs> She is the epitome of stop being poor. She is the fucking epitome of that right now. <laughs> that works for you. <laughs> she just, she would, Monica would buy more expensive shit, but she can't afford it, Lisa. Lisa's like, what? Oh my goodness. Not well, bitch. You know what question I used to hate getting asked? Are you getting enough sleep? No. Of course not. But then Beam sponsored the pod and they sent me their nighttime powder. Let me just tell you, it has helped so much, not only with falling asleep, but staying asleep. The ingredients are incredible. Nano CBD, reishi magnesium, L-theanine, and melatonin. They all work together. So you fall asleep, you stay asleep, and I am waking up so much more refreshed. My skin looks better than ever because I'm sleeping. Sleep has always evaded me. Not anymore. And today, my listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder. They're best-selling, healthy, hot cocoa for sleep. There's no added sugar. It's now available in delish flavors like sea salt caramel, cinnamon cocoa. That's the one I have. It's so good. And chocolate peanut butter. Better sleep has never tasted better. Also, a recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed. And 93% reported that Dream helped them get more restful sleep. All you do is you just mix beam into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. It's delicious. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash she speaks and 
Use code SHESPEAKS at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash SHESPEAKS and use code SHESPEAKS for up to 40% off. How could you do this to me? Question mark. I went through a phase where I did not like to buy myself clothes. I just was really uncomfortable in my own skin and I was like, ugh, I just wanna wear potato sacks, that's it. So now I'm feeling a little bit better about myself and I need all the clothes. My closet is bare. So along came Quince, they sponsored the pod. And did you guys know that they've got basically all the top-notch capsule wardrobe pieces for 50 to 80% less than similar brands? I didn't know that. A lot of you have actually been excited about this sponsorship. A lot of Quince lovers out there. So I'm a little late to the game. So the reason Quince can do this is because they partner directly with top factories so they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass those savings right on to us baby and quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes that's very important i got the best yoga pants or workout pants i've ever had like these are way better than lululemon way better i got this epic everyday around the house robe. I live in this thing, live in it. I get sad when I have to wash it because I have to be without it for like two hours. Take the drama out of planning an outfit and upgrade your closet with Quince today. Go to quince.com slash she speaks for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she speaks and get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she speaks. I love that. This is like, if you're going to judge me, you should judge everybody else. And that's what I've been saying. Everyone's materialistic. But Monica goes, they're not all crying about getting on a private jet with Snoop Dogg. Lisa gets in her face. She is closer. She's like, I never said that to you. I never said that to you. But Monica in her confessional says, tells the story. She's like, I don't even remember how long ago. So it's a while ago now. So you've been sitting on this for a minute. I was running through the airport to give Lisa something for Jen, and she was crying about how I could be on a jet with Snoop Dogg right now. And I mean, that's Lisa in a nutshell, crying over private jets and Snoop Dogg. By the way, Snoop Dogg doesn't even want to hang out with you. And that's bullshit, by the way. Snoop Dogg likes hanging out with everybody. Snoop would love Lisa Barlow. So check that. But just this line about Lisa is what makes Lisa a funny housewife. That's Lisa in a nutshell, crying over private jets and Snoop Dogg. It's like, exactly. She's out of touch. She's a little wacky. But she's not a mean person. Not a bad person. She's just that out of touch. She's, does she come from money? I can't remember. Was that, was that discussed already? Unfortunately, Lisa has a new confessional look and I don't love it. I don't love the makeup. And now that we've just, now that I'm obviously going to be paying so much attention to the makeup because, hi, but I don't love it. I don't, didn't love it. Got to tell you. Okay. Then Lisa talks to Angie. She goes over to Angie to be like, can you believe what's being said about me? And Monica wants nothing to do with it. And Heather is unaware of what the issue is, but she just thinks it would be funny to 
add this into the conversation by saying, I partied with Snoop Dogg. And Monica's like, why can't you just own it like this? Well, but Heather's not saying it in response to you kind of going at her. It's a little different. But it, I listen, I do agree, though. Lisa could stand to admit this about herself. She could stand to just be like, yep, I'm pretty materialistic. And it's not that big of an insult. But I think that she knows that what Monica is saying is it's not that simple. It's not like you're not just saying that she's um, materialistic, you know, like likes, likes nice things. You're, sh- you're saying that she's shallow and you're saying that she's a bitch, a rich bitch. You know, that's, that's what's happening. Meanwhile, Mary walks into the arguing and she's like, well, looks like I'm overdressed. <laughs> Lisa tells Monica, don't be triggered. Eat the delicious food I worked hard for. And then Angie takes the cookie from Monica's plate and goes to put it in her mouth. Angie, what the fuck are you doing, bitch? Don't do that. Uh-uh. Ooh, ooh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Monica's, Monica's like, you better not start with me or I'm going to open Pandora's box. You have no idea what the fuck I know. Lisa then steps in and she goes, wait, no, 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 that's rude. And then her fingers in her face. Get your finger out of my face. Get your finger out of my face. I liked the hand choreography from Monica, I got to admit. But Lisa like steps up in the face of the hand and she said, bring it. What if Lisa just like punched someone suddenly? Like, what if she, like, had that scrap in her and we we never knew? Monica would cry. Actually, no, Monica would punch back. Monica has a scrap in her. You can tell. Lisa says Monica is screaming. You are screaming in my face. Monica's, that's just how I talk. And Lisa goes, I can't hear you right now. You're too high for me. I can't hear you. <laughs> Lisa and Monica, though, they they resolve it, sort of, because Lisa just chooses to believe that Monica was like, it wasn't my intention. Because Lisa's like, I feel like you judged me before getting to know me. And Monica goes, that wasn't my intention. And Lisa's like, okay. I'm like, what do you mean? It was, that's what she did. It wasn't an intention. It's what she did. It's a fact. But they hug. And Lisa's confessional is, it's just stupid to call me materialistic. We, we have the same interests. And my interests are more expensive than yours. <laughs> It's like, it's, the, you can't, you couldn't write it. <laughs> you couldn't write this character. Lisa says to Monica, too, uh, this was sad. She's like, I'm deeper than what you think I am, too. She is. But then Monica lies, and she's like, I don't think you're shallow. <laughs> yes, you do. You might as well have said it. But then Lisa does something I never thought I was going to get or needed. I didn't know I needed till I got it. She goes, Dolph, give us a good beat. What the fuck? I wish we knew what song you played. Mary turns around. She watches them dancing and she goes, hmm, Whitney looks cheap. (laughs) Then Mary asks Heather, why'd you wear that necklace, Heather? Like, she hadn't even been talking to Heather. She turned, Heather was talking to someone else, turns around out of nowhere. I don't even know if she said hi to Heather. Oh, she did say hi. They hugged in the beginning. I don't know her. Do you like that necklace? And she goes, I, I, yeah, no, I think it matches. You do? Mm-hmm. Well, you really missed it with that one. <laughs> Only Mary can do this. She's like a kid. She's like, a, you know how kids will tell you the truth? That's Mary. She's like, what? God is my friend and that's all I need. Mary says to Monica, you like to eat. Every time I see you, you're eating. Monica's like, I love food. 
do you care what you eat? Do you like eat vegetables? <laughs> what the fuck? Didn't you go to McDonald's? Monica's like, there was raspberry in that crepe. And she thinks it's funny. Monica thinks Mary is a hoot. And she admits in her confessional that she is working overtime to get on Mary's good t- good side. And that's saying a lot. You know, it's a that's a tough road to travel, in my opinion. Mary doesn't really like many people, but I can tell she likes Monica because Monica's kissing her ass. I guess I would like someone like that, too. There's this really cool ice luge luge at the party where the bartender pours the drink and as it goes down, it chills it. And so when it comes out the other side, it's a chilled drink, but no ice. Do I actually like that? Actually, because I like a little ice. I like a, I like it to kind of, you know, but maybe, I don't know. Angie and Heather <clears throat> talk about how Angie wasn't super smart in high school. And Heather's like, no, but you were scrappy. She goes, everyone called me lefty. And I thought it was maybe because I they thought I stole. But no, it's because my left boob was bigger. And I'm like, how much bigger? You know, like we all kind of say our boobs are maybe not proportional, but like big, that, wow. Okay noticeable that you that was your nickname monica asks meredith she's like are you going to talk to angie and meredith she's like about what and then angie goes what if she talked to you if she if if she came up to you she should do whatever resonates for her sure meredith brings up angie shoving whipped cream she's shoved whipped cream in your mouth oh i'm so appalled there wasn't a lot of Meredith this episode. Whitney sees what's happening. Whitney's like, uh-uh, I'm on to this. I know what's going on here. So Whitney goes and like, Monica, let's do a shot ski. Meredith, let's do a shot ski, which was kind of for once a brilliant move because it loosened people up. And then she's like, Monica, let's go talk. And pulls her aside. Monica's shocked Whitney had never heard it. She's like, everybody knows. So I'm surprised you don't know. And this is when she says people are saying that her husband fucks other men and that they have an arrangement and their marriage is completely fake. The way Whitney responds was so bizarre. (laughs) She goes, no, 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 no. Okay, girl, (laughs) what is happening to your head? But this is true that... Meredith is an al- is an ally, and that's what Whitney says in her confessional. Like, as someone who's an ally and works with Glad, like that's questioning someone's sexuality or participating in that is not the move. Whitney and Monica then intensely pull Angie aside. The way they did that was like fucked up. <laughs> like, just tell her. They were like, "Can you?" Whitney's like, "It's so Whitney." Angie, can you come over here? And she goes, okay, and then says that there is a rumor that your husband is fucking other men. And it's just like it's – Angie's hearing it like, what? Now, I couldn't tell if this was like – see, I don't want to get into – I don't want to do this. I was just about to be like, is she telling the truth? Is she shocked? But that's fucked up. I don't want to do that. I really don't. That's not cool. Um, Angie says the only one spreading their legs outside of their marriage is Meredith. Which we've heard from so many people, by the way. Multiple. I've had people in my DMs, but I don't really trust DMs because it's like anyone could say anything. But I've heard from different people that like it's kind of a known thing. But was that just something Jen Shaw originated? 
And we all know about the Jen Shah. You know? Monica says that Meredith is saying Sean's boyfriend. Monica says this. Meredith said to her that Sean's boyfriends need to be quiet because they're out here in the streets talking about fucking your husband. So Monica's making me think that Meredith has said these things because when Meredith went on Watch What Happens Live and was like, that's not the rumor I was talking about. I'm like, but Monica's saying you were saying more stuff. Like, not just that, you know what I mean? Like, not just the one thing. She's saying that you said multiple things about it. So we're going to have to clear that up because Meredith can talk in circles and try to get out of things. Meredith, she's got a little nasty side to her and just doesn't like to admit it. I know people think Lisa does too, but Lisa's like too self-absorbed to really like do research and like seek out gossip and stuff. Lisa's like, I was just thinking about what's in my closet. That's kind of why, like, Lisa's sort of easy to hate because if you want more from her and she's incapable, you think it's because she's a bitch, but she's like, this is deep for me. Okay? And, but we get it to be continued. Angie walks over to Meredith and she's like, Meredith, do you have a sec? And we'll, we'll see it unfold, honey. This episode was a lot of filler. A lot of filler. Lots of extended scenes. So I, there's always, it's like one after, it goes, good episode, packed with stuff, and then, eh, not so much. And then good episode, I, that's kind of what's been happening. But still entertaining and wild, and Mary is a caressa. I know this is a quick vid, guys, for me, or a quick recording, but I didn't have much else to talk about. Um, I do want to talk, though, about the Beverly Hills trailer. And I would also love to talk about the Miami trailer, but the Miami trailer is just good. It's just an amazing trailer. Like everyone's going to be working and showing up. The Beverly Hills trailer surprised me because I didn't know we were going to get so much Kyle and Mauricio because based on what I've heard through the grapevine is we didn't get a lot of it and that we were going to see more of it on buying Beverly Hills, Mauricio's show on Netflix. So... I was really shocked that it was so heavily dependent on that drama. It kind of made me concerned that this really all was for a storyline. But you guys know that's not me. I'm not that person. I'm not the person that's like, was this for a storyline? I just, it's just such a far-fetched thing to do. I forgot I had these headphones on my thing. It's just such a far-fetched thing to do, to have like, fake tears and a whole scene where you're like, okay, action. You know, it's just, I know a lot of people love that. They love that. They love to theorize that everything's been staged, but I, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just so odd, but here's the other problem. I'm, it's effective. I'm, I'm in, I was not that excited about Beverly Hills and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm excited. I see a lot of people critiquing Sutton for, like, exposing stuff, um, but a lot of other people counter with the way Kyle treated Denise and other various people. Well, we can, uh, yeah. So she, it's it's kind of like she deserves it, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I, it's sad if they really are going through this divorce. They've just been so... So, like, media trained, I don't know. But I'm invested, I'm interested, I'm there. 
We're also going to see Denise and uh, Camille. We knew they were, we knew they were coming in, and Erica is not fucking around. As much as look, Erica is problematic as hell, and I have a lot of opinions about her, but she's a great villain. Like she's a she villains. She villains harder than most people. And if Denise is going to show up, let's give her something to let's give her something to show up for. You know, she is on OnlyFans. So some of my friend Lauren pointed out the Zen Blonde. She pointed out that Erica insulting Denise's nude package for $7 is so funny considering Erica's tickets for her concert in Vegas are like $5 or $7 also. So granted, they're not, she's not nude. And also we don't know if she's nude. Okay. The only time, okay, I've been on OnlyFans twice and thank God someone stopped me before I went too far, but you get in to someone's OnlyFans, like you subscribe to it. And if you really want any content, you have to keep paying for shit. So it's like, you want this? That's $15. You want this? So if you're not careful, you're going to get in for like 40 bucks and you're like, I'm not even getting any content yet. So OnlyFans, if you know how to work OnlyFans, is is lucrative, but it's tricky. So even if I tried to look at Denise's OnlyFans, I probably wouldn't be able to see anything because it's behind a paywall, behind a paywall. So I have tr- I have thought about an OnlyFans. I've thought about starting an OnlyFans so many times, but you have to advertise it. And I would like it to be anonymous, but you have to like get the word out there to follow you on OnlyFans. And I'm, nope, I can't, I can't do it. It's just, I, I can't do it. I can't go there. It's too much. Is that all I have to say about the trailer? We get a little Garcelle. Oh my God, her son. Her son saying, I needed you to be a parent two years ago. Oh fuck, what is that about? That, that's harsh. Sutton's going to be messy. We've been over that. Oh, the new girl. I don't know. She, I was, a lot of people have had opinions about her online and opinions about her husband. But the little bit we saw of her, it just seemed like she was throwing out kind of cliche reality star things. Like, thank me for making you relevant. That was like on the ready. And to say that to Crystal, (laughs) Crystal's like, that's not how I play this game at all. Like, I'm not, that's not me. Okay. With Miami, uh, that was fab because we're going to see Alexia and Larsa get a lot of heat. Give it to them. Nicole's not having it, but she's not been having it. Um, But Gertie's going to give it to Larsa. And even Gertie's husband gives it to Larsa. He says, be respectful, Larsa. Granted, this is all in a trailer, so it's all reactions, reactions, reactions. We don't really know what connects. So I don't know what it's about. But Gertie is going through her cancer battle. Larsa doesn't give a shit. Larsa's an asshole. And, but she's a, I don't know. She was a little too much for me. She's a little too ignorant about stuff and like shitty about stuff um, for me to enjoy it. Like at least with Erica, she is like-minded in the whole like women power thing as where Larsa is so like traditional and I don't know. It's weird. So I don't know. Larsa at the reunion last season was like, she went down to a place that I don't know if she can redeem herself from. But I do think she she served a funny purpose during that season. Like, she was a good villain. But I don't know. 
that reunion was really rough. That was, ugh. Even Andy was like, shut the fuck up, Larsa. Anyway. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this up because I have a billion other pieces of content to make for you. So if you're not following the show, please follow She Speaks Bravo on Instagram and TikTok. I'm actually posting a lot on TikTok nowadays, so make sure you're following me over there because sometimes I'm posting stuff that I'm not posting on Instagram on TikTok. So check that out. All right, guys, love you. Mean it. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like Classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not... Bravo. She Speaks It All is available everywhere you get your podcasts, just like this show. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.